now. Okay, the podcast is on. Praise God. Okay. Thank you very much for joining. Um, who is in a quiet place? Uh, Sam, are you in, the, in a quiet place? Can you lead us in opening prayers? Good evening, sir. Yeah, lead us in opening prayers, please. Okay, sir. Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we thank you for the privilege to come before you this evening. Thank you for the grace. We thank you for the strength. We thank you for how far you have led us. We say, let your name be praised forever in the name of Jesus. Amen. Father, as we go into your word this evening, we pray that you minister into our lives, you minister into our destiny, and help us to know more in you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for answering our prayer. Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Amen. Okay. Yeah, we had a very wonderful time uh, last week talking about the book of Obadiah. And this week, we're going straight into the book of Jonah. Uh, the story of Jonah is a story that I'm very sure a number of us are familiar with. Um, I mean, except, except you are new to Bible stories, uh, most of us are familiar with the story of Jonah. Uh, how the only, I mean, the main thing we know about it is he disobeyed God and then uh, God sends uh, fish or fish, is fish, he enters, I mean, he, he, he was thrown into the ocean and fish swallowed him. So uh, that's majorly the thing we know about, about Jonah. But uh, we'll see how to look, have a little bit of a, a new perspective to that story today and why uh, he, will, he will, I mean, why will he disobey God? Um, if you have your manual with you, uh, let's just read the memory scriptures together. Jonah 4.11. And should I not pity Nineveh, that great city, in which are more than 120,000 persons who cannot discern between their right and their left and much livestock? Praise God. Okay, uh, excuse me. Yes, so... Uh, so what's uh, what, that's that's the last verse of the book, and that was God, um, God and Jonah having a conversation. And let's look at it. Jonah was a prophet. I mean, he hears God. He knew that it was God that was um, directing him. Why, in the first place, will he not want to? Uh, will he not want to go and and deliver God's message? Uh, before we read anything that was that is written in the pamphlet or in the manual, uh, can someone maybe let's share, let's let's have a, a conversation, let's share a few of our thoughts. Um, why do you think um, um, Jonah would have said no uh, to the to the call to go and preach in Nineveh? Anybody, you can unmute yourself and speak, and if you're on Facebook, you can type your comments there. Why do we think? Um, Jonah will do such a thing when he knew that it was actually God speaking to him.
Oh yeah, David, Sam, Babatunde. Let's go. All right, good evening, sir. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Well, I think um, Jonah reacted that way um, out of the zeal to see what God has said happen. Um, this is, you know, most times it's, um, I don't know about their generation, but in our time, people still value words of a prophet, like, oh, a prophet mm. has spoken, it has to come to pass. We have to see and make sure that what he has said has to come to pass. But we forget mm. that beyond the prophet talking or God um, stamping it, we also have roles to play. And there are times when if we play our role correctly, we may be able to, uh, things may change. Let me put it that way. So I think Jonah here was much more concerned about, I am a prophet of God. I have traveled this far. I have spoken a word. At least let it honor my word. Show you like, more like saying, if I be a prophet of God, this thing must come to pass. And God is, God was like, young man, it's not going to happen in this case. So that's what I think. Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, well, lovely one. Uh, yeah. You're talking about um, the end results. But why was Jonah disobedient in the beginning? And that's why I want to Hello. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, good evening, sir. Good evening. This is this is Femi. Oh um, okay. <laughs> I'm joining with another phone. My phone oh. is not for the present. Now I think for me, I think the ratio why Jonah was disobedient at first was because hello can you hear me sir yeah we lost you for a few seconds okay i think your your network is not helping you there uh sam you can unmute yourself oh okay uh, the network is not helping you we're finding difficult sam you are raising your hand unmute yourself Okay, um, from my own perspective, yeah. I think he felt where God was asking him to go wasn't a pleasant place for him. He feels probably maybe a stressful place and a place that is not going to be, a place that is not going to benefit. Because more often, uh, if we relate it down to ourselves these days, we, we see that most cases, when God directs us to some place, we were like, ah, God, you know how this place is. And you're still sending me, you're still sending me there. So, most cases, we think about whatever the outcome may be. So, that is my own view from, from Ita. Okay, thank you. Lovely view. Is Femi now in a good place to talk? Well, that's a view of, uh, I mean, yo, I, I love that. Yeah, can you hear me now? You are, in, you are in Lagos traffic, we know that. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so uh, I think, let, uh, let me not waste time so that maybe the network will not go in with him. Okay. I just felt, he felt, if he goes there to preach, there is every possibility that they will yield to the message yes. and God will forgive them. Mm. So he's feeling, he, he feels, 
God, you know if I put these people, your 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 plan is to bring them back. You, I know you don't want them to perish. Mm. So if I preach now, they will now listen. Then everything mm. that I said that will happen might not happen again. Mm. I will not look like a liar. Mm. of the day, what me I want to happen as a woman being like, eh, hey, they disobey, they got punished. We now not happen again. I will not look like a liar. Mm. I think you just felt God is on. God is loving. The plan of God is to bring them back and. Him going there to preach, they will receive God and everything will now go back to normal. And I think one way or the other, he doesn't want he doesn't want that. Okay. Okay, thank you. Thank you. I think we got, got the most of the points there. But why why don't yeah, very lovely. But why won't you want them to be saved? That's where let's we, we, we're going to do a bit of theology here. Why will he not want them to be saved? Why will he not want the people of Nineveh to be saved? It's one thing to say that, okay, I want my, my I don't want, I want my, my prediction or my prophecy to come to pass. But it doesn't, the issue, what everybody has been saying, and I think what has been what is common in all our responses is that he doesn't want those people to be saved. And that's the truth. If you read those four chapters, it was like, God, I know that you will hear these people and you will save them. The guy had a personal beef against them being saved. Why? Yeah, I can see you, Pastor Ade Kunjo on Facebook. You may you may type your comment there uh, uh, if you want us to, if you want, so that I can read it out to everybody. But yes, people on Zoom, why? Why? Let let's go ahead. Let's 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 have some. This is getting interesting. Why will he not? Why does he have a personal? I mean, how will a pastor, you understand? How will a pastor say, I'm going to preach in that village and those people must not be saved? That's wickedness if you want to look at it. You understand that you people, judgment must come on your head. Anybody? I don't know who Vivo 1904 is. Maybe you can rename yourself so that uh, I can address you properly. Anybody wants to tell us why, 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 why? Time is going on. Oh, yeah, now we are, I have Bible uh, Ficos on my Zoom call. Okay, someone typed something. Okay, I think he condemned them. Yes, why? Why has he? I think he has condemned them. Yes, Sam, thank you. Why has he condemned them? Do you understand? That is the, I want us to really look at this because it's not normal. Every prophet will want people to repent. If you look at, uh, I think I even, I, 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 one of my, my pastor friends uh, posted it on his timeline, on his Facebook timeline a couple of days ago that uh, this, uh, you will never be poor uh, prophecies and uh, and word of knowledge by all these 21st century prophets and pastors is not necessarily biblical. That imagine if uh, Philip had met the Ethiopian Enoch, Enoch with, you will never be poor. You are blessed beyond measure. Uh, the, the messages from prophet had been to call people to repentance. And that's the truth. That's a, a biblical uh, standard to call people onto repentance, to call people, draw people back to God. Why will this particular prophet not want these people to go back to God? If we can get this foundation, 
you understand the book of Jonah. I mean, you will get it from a better perspective. I just want one more contribution. Let's go, let's go, let's go. We're already almost 20 minutes into this, into the into the lesson. Anybody on Great. Facebook? Okay, yeah, go ahead. I think um what Jonah fails to understand is that salvation is for everybody. Mm. Either Gentile or mm. it's for everybody. Mm. In his mind, he has already condemned them that these people care. People of Nineveh know they can never come unto repentance. They can never accept that it's just a waste of time for him to go there, to go and preach to them, mm. not knowing that God really has um, interest in those people. He has interest more in the unsaved than the saved. That mm. is what Jonah failed to, to understand. Mm. Okay, thank you very much. Everybody tried. Everybody had a very lovely attempt. Um, okay, although this is a little bit of theological knowledge, but let me just share it. The main reason why Jonah didn't want these guys to be saved, two major reasons. Number one, Micah had, had, had prophesied about 100 years before that time that Nineveh would be destroyed. So everybody had been waiting for Nineveh to be destroyed. Nineveh is the capital of Assyria. So now, a senior prophet, someone, a national prophet, someone that all of us look up to, had prophesied that Nineveh will be destroyed. Now, God wants me to go and reverse the prophecy. They say that the spirit is one. That is on one side. On the second side, the personal beef, you could see if you, just that time will not permit us to read the whole book. You will see the personal anger in Jonah, that these guys repented. Now, they were, that's the capital of Assyria. Assyrians captured the Israelites. When they took them to captivity, they forced them to do everything God said they should not do. They forced them to eat meat, uh, unclean meat, uh, eat pig, the, 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 the they, inter they forced them to intermarry. They took them away from their land, made and brought foreigners to come and dwell in their land. They, they mixed them or they forced them to marry foreigners so that they, so they, they diluted their, their lineage. Even that, even until the days of Jesus, Samaritans were called, were like second class citizens because. The Samaritans don't even want to go near the Jews. So the people of Judah were, now became the real Jews. Remember last week we said it that even though uh, Judah and the tribe of Judah and Benjamin became the nation of Judah and then the other uh, 10 tribes became the nation or nine tribes became the nation of Israel. But they also uh, migrated. So there are 12 tribes represented in the, in, in the nation of Judah there are also 12 tribes represented in the nation of Israel because it was just a politically correct thing. Uh, 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 Israelites don't want to, the nation of Israel, didn't want to worship Yahweh. So those among the other tribes who felt they want to worship Yahweh and want to be sacrificing at the temple in Jerusalem will have migrated down to Judah. Those who felt in Judah that, oh, this Yahweh thing, we don't want to be doing it, we want to be worshiping other gods, they will have migrated up north. So, 
But the people in the northern kingdom, the northern kingdom of Israel, were captured over 100 years, about 120 years before Judah was captured. So for 120 years, their fellow brothers had seen them as polluted. Their fellow brothers had seen them as an outcast. So Jonah had been waiting for these, these people that did this thing to us. And remember when we talked about when we talked about the book of Obadiah last week, and it was a judgment against Edom. When the Assyrians were, were capturing uh, the Israelites, the Edomites, when they came around, they started making jest of them. They were hailing the Assyrians, smashed their newborn against the rocks. That's what they were asking the Assyrians to do. Snatch their, take their children, their babies, smash it against the rock. So, so that was what they were doing to the Israelites. It was a very terrible uh, 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 thing. So everybody had been waiting for Nineveh to be destroyed, for Assyria to be destroyed. So it is not easy for Jonah to for God now to that same God now to Jonah to go and pray to these people. But are we not like that these days? Permit me to use this example. Uh, I attended a boarding school, my first half of um, uh, secondary school, unity schools in those days. And there are some very, very extremely wicked seniors in those days. So when we went for reunion, I was in the university then. So went back for reunion. Where is this person? We're asking about, ah, this senior used to be wicked. This one used to be wicked. Like most of those wicked seniors had become pastors. We didn't know when all of some of us in that conversation just said, ah, how can that kind of person become pastor? Like, how we got that? Like, ah, how we got that said that person to become a pastor? Are we not like that? Are we not a kind of people who think that there are only a number of people or a set of people that are usable by God, that are acceptable by God? Are we not some, some kind of a set of people who believe that there's only some certain sins that are forgivable by God. Other sins are not forgivable. That is what Jonah was doing here. He had a personal beef against these people. And in all fairness, if you want to think about it, in all fairness, it was, it was if, you, if you are looking at it from the human point of view, or human perspective, he was right. It was unfair. What the, what the Assyrians did to them was unfair. So he didn't want them. He was waiting for that destruction to happen. And some of us, even men of God, are like that. You've made a prophecy. Oh, you better do this. You better be uh, telling someone. You better be obedient. Do this. Uh, listen to advice. The person didn't listen. And inside of you, you are waiting for their destruction. Umatote. She will soon be destroyed. She will soon be destroyed. That was what Jonah was doing because Jonah knew that it was God that was speaking to him. The fact that that God, this was God or this was not God or this was a temptation is not part of the conversation. He knew it was God and he went the opposite direction. Why? Because of a personal beef, which in, in human, from the human perspective is right. But God, the sovereign God, who knows how to deal with everybody and mind you, that Nineveh that was prophesied a hundred years ago that will be destroyed was eventually destroyed, but it was not just at that point. It was about a hundred years or 200 or 150 years later, 
after Noah. Nineveh, Assyria was destroyed totally. That even till today, Assyrians cannot be found on the, on the face of the map. So the prophecy eventually came to pass. So the lesson here again is that we should not be the ones to watch over prophecy and take it personal. My pro I've heard people claim my prophecy. I gave that prophecy. Ah, I was the one that gave that prophecy. That was my prophecy. Well, uh, I'm not, I don't like criticizing uh, uh, people publicly, especially men of God, but that's not biblical. It's not your prophecy. You don't become a police uh, 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 to, your pro to words that God gave through you. So that was the personal beef that was going on here. So that will give us a, 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 uh, a good perspective uh, about the, the story or the book of Jonah. So uh, it is a literary narrative rather than a series of prophetic ordeals. So it was just a story uh, of, of, of what happened. Um, okay, I've said a number of things in this discussion, but one thing I want us to also notice, God in his sovereignty moved and brought him back into his assignment, which he eventually did reluctantly. I've always been saying this, if God wants you to do anything, eh? The earlier you cooperate, the better. It's either you now go through the belly of the fish, but the end results, either by Tulasi or by either by hook or crook, you will do the job. If God has said that this is the job you will do. And I do tell some of my sons and daughters, see, if God is going to use you, better cooperate on time. It's either you waste 20 years of your life, 40 years of your life, but the end result of your life is that you will be used by God. You will still carry this bed. You will still collect. You will still preach the gospel. Either you will preach it in 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 I mean in peace and just accept, or you preach it in prison, or you preach it. You will preach the end result of your life is you preach the gospel. And if someone is listening to this podcast or watching this on Facebook, if God has been calling you, just yield to the call. You can either decide to go through uh, 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 the process of Noah, and let's look at that process. The people that he, he, he boarded a ship with didn't do anything to God. Though. Those ones were not the ones that, that disobeyed. Though. But because of the storm, because they were in the wrong, a, a, a ship with the wrong person, they lost all their belongings. They threw all their belongings into the water because of someone's disobedience. So the, your disobedience is only going to lead to, to, to people, uh, your people around you losing valuables. So if God is calling you, if God is calling you, just, just cooperate. Because what I've seen about God and what I've seen from Bible stories and experiences of people, at the end result of your life, Will still be that you'll be used by God if God wants to use you. Praise the Lord. So the book depicts the larger scope of God's purpose for Israel that she might rediscover the truth in his creation and that she might better understand her role in carrying out that concern. So now the, the, the bigger picture here is that, and this is also uh, a, a sneak peek into the New Testament, because Jews believe that that salvation is only for them. Salvage no other tribe or no other race <clears throat> is worthy to be saved. However, God has been pointing out 
from even from the Old Testament, that's a number of the salvation is not just meant for the Jews. We saw we saw the story of Ruth. We saw a number of uh, the story of Rahab and a number of other people like that. So it's not just meant for the Jews and this one as, as, as well. So salvation from the and when people just say, "Oh, it's just the time of grace that uh, Gentiles became accepted." God had always accepted Gentiles since forever. God had always accepted people. We need to understand that the, the queen of Sheba, okay, uh, okay, time, let me quickly go into this story. The queen of Sheba came to visit Solomon and it was believed that she was pregnant for Solomon, extra biblical fact. But she was the queen of Ethiopia. And from the time of Solomon, 3000 BC, to the time of, of Philip, Christianity still remained in Ethiopia or, 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 or Judaism. Uh, yeah, not Christianity now. Judaism, or they, they are called Judaizers, the people that are not indigenously Jews, but they believe in Yahweh. That was why the people that came to Pentecost, that came to the Passover in Jerusalem and witnessed Pentecost, were from all over the world. The Bible says the, uh, the, 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 the disciples were speaking in tongues, and people from all over the world could hear their own native language being spoken. So uh, Ethiopia had been part of had been part of of of, of the Judaizers. Other other countries or other uh, uh, cities and nations had been part of the Judaizers. So they, it it was not uh, Paul or New Testament that just exposed or that just brought in uh, 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 non-Jews. The story of of Jonah made us to also understand that non-Jews are included in this in this salvation plan. Now let's look at, before we read, we'll just read this discussion and conclude in a few uh, minutes. But let's look at the reaction of the king. The guy, Jonah just went around the town for three days, repent, you will die. Your, your judgment is here in three days. Your judgment is almost, you will, die, you will soon die. That was just what Jonah was going about. He wasn't, he wasn't thinking of, of having them to repent because after he's, 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 he finished preaching the whole through the whole city, he sat at the mountain looking, waiting. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, told, they will soon, they will soon, they will soon die. That was what he was doing. But the king, he didn't. Jonah didn't give them any suggestion, any solution. But the king suggestively, the king didn't get anything. He just said, ah, "Okay, maybe we should fast. Maybe it will appease God." It was not, it was, God didn't tell, Jonah didn't say fast so that the destruction will be averted. The king just suggestively said that, oh, if we fast, maybe it will appease God. And that suggestive gesture pleased God. So it is not all about religion at times, all the times, it's not about religion. It's not about religion. The guy just wanted to do. So that is why when we do things, when someone falls into sin and God sends a word or a message to them and they genuinely take an action, it may not be the religiously accepted action. It may not even be a prescription from God, but God sees the heart. God, sees, God saw the heart of the king that this guy is truly penitent. He declared a fast. He went into sackcloth. 
he didn't read the law of Moses to say that that this is how you must do if you must fast or this is how you must do when you are fasting or being in sackcloth or whatever. So we should religion doesn't play any part here or the 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 plain church or oh, after this this is what we should do this is how we should do it. He just suggestively said maybe if we fast. The Lord we the Lord we the Lord's anger will be subsided. And God just saw that, and his anger was subsided. Praise the Lord. Okay, let's just quickly go to the discussions. Uh, then uh, we contribute, we can then take questions. Number one, Jonah chapter one, verses one to nine. Jonah was strongly nationalistic, yet his misguided patriotism caused him to defy God's command. Why? He could not come to terms. He could not come to terms with the possibility of Israel's former enemies receiving divine forgiveness. What an exclusivist. And we have said this, uh, they were former enemies, they were real enemies, not former enemies. They were real-time enemies, and they've done something bad. Uh, so whatever, whoever has offended us, let's just forgive them. Because God has forgiven, look at it. The guy has, maybe the guy has just done something small in our own eyes or big in God's eyes and God has forgiven him and he has moved on and we are still waiting. We are still waiting, staying for their destruction. Something will soon happen to them. Something will soon happen to them. They will know that I'm a man of God. God will help us in Jesus' name. The purpose of Jonah is to show that God's grace is not limited to the Hebrew people as in the book. God's mercy isn't the exclusive right of a set of people. It is available to all, although it is available to all through repentance. Every sinner is a potential saint before God. Don't write anyone off. This is a great lesson. There is no one that is excluded. At times when some of us have some conversations about salvation and things, we, we, we present it as if for God so loved the church that he gave his only begotten son that whoever in church believes him will not perish. As if, as if Jesus died for the people that were born in church or the people that were in church alone. Jesus died for all. All. Jesus died for everyone. Salvation is available to all. There is no one that is a write-off. Don't write anyone off. From the, this, from the order of salvation, that these ones cannot be saved. It is not possible. I mean, don't let's write anyone off. Number three, Jonah's disobedience endangered the lives of others. We must obey God's word because our disobedience can hurt others. Our disobedience will hurt the people around us. That's a fact. Our disobedience will hurt the people around us. Praise God. Okay, God isn't interested in the prayer in the in in the sinner's death or destruction. He saves and delivers. He saved Jonah from drowning, preserved him for three days, and listened to his prayers in the belly of the fish. Okay, let's look at this before we talk about um, God. God doesn't want sinners to perish. Please raise your hand or mute yourself. Uh, for what I'm about to say so that we can have a discussion. Someone, I've heard 
some critics of the Bible say, ah, oh, which kind of fish will swallow someone for three days? Hey, my boo. How possible is, is this uh, scientifically? Let's go. Anybody? How possible is it for someone to be swallowed up by fish scientifically? Anybody? Hello? Well, I think, I think it's possible. How? Because we've heard, so, we've heard stories of shark. Shark, shark will kill you, Nick. Shark, shark is, shark, we, we, the, the teeth of shark is, is too sharp. The shark, shark will, will cut the person. Shark then I think so. Then I think uh, a big, there's a, is it an akoda now? Yeah. Or that's a snake. Python or something. Yeah, that's a snake, anaconda. Yes. Mm. Yes. It's can swallow, it swallows people too, but yeah, that's an anaconda. I think the person needs to stay inside the, uh, inside the belly of the snake for three days before it decays. Well, this, that's that. a but snake. That's a snake. Yes. This is likely going to be a whale. A whale, yes. Mm. Okay, whale is bigger than shark. A whale is the biggest fish in the world, or biggest mammal in the world. Okay, thank you. Any other person? How possible is it scientifically? Um, hello, sir. All right. Yeah. Okay. I think somebody wanted to talk. Oh, am I the one? Go ahead. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think um sometimes like I I made a bit of a research into this, and um, I think uh, what I discovered was that the, the truth of the will, mm -hmm. tiny, yeah, is not enough to swallow. Not big enough to swallow a human being. Mm. Now, there there have been yeah, I think it was about these conversations about there. Not possible, not in fiction, everything. And then, you know, for some of us that read all these um, critics online, we like, okay, what I had come to believe is sometimes <laughs> we, the things that we see sometimes, it's not enough to judge the magnanimity of the Lord's work. What are we saying? What am I saying here is that? We're saying that the person who created fish does not have the capacity to hide things, to hide a being inside it. Let's look at the fact of uh, when Jesus said they, should, they wanted to pay, pay um, the, uh, the tax, said they should go and bring a fish, a, hair, a fish, or a fish. And they opened the mouth and brought out. Um, uh, Caesar's uh, coin, coin yeah. and they paid. Now, in your sincerity, what is a coin doing in the matter of a fish? Hmm. Do, these are also facts that we can, I can bring up and say, but where I don't understand, when those fish start feeding on coins, hmm. then a possibility for the fact that they might have picked this thing up, maybe at the, at the bedrock of the sea, and then when they were about to catch it, the probability of catching one out of maybe millions of fish, and then they discovered that there was a coin there. 
Now, those are things that, you know, in human understanding, it's a mystery. It is a mystery. And, you know, the fact that we cannot explain out every miracle that has happened, the sickness being taken away, the blind seeing, is it that at the point of the blind seeing, the eye was trying to heal himself because we believe that human body can heal itself. Yes. So is it that at that time, God gone that the, the eyes was not saying, yes, I'm done healing myself now. Let me see. So it, it is, it is uh, when we take it deeper, logic cannot explain it. Okay. Yeah, when I discovered that the whale is, has a tiny truth, they can't swallow human being. The thing I could resort to is that, okay, maybe there are some species of whale that could have swallowed human being at that time, because yes, we know evolution has taken away some animals, can't see some of them again, and then things as you know, change. Even scientists are discovering some other life inside what are today. So now, what can we say? Have we discovered, discovered everything about life? Are we saying that fish after I swallowed Jonah disappeared and there's another one that can swallow man? But the reality still is, we know as much as we know. We know as much as we know. So I don't know, maybe my answer makes sense, but the reality okay. is we can't explain God totally and everything about God. That's just <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you so, so much. Any other person before I wrap, wrap that up? Hello, good evening. Yeah, good evening. Okay, well, for... Hello? Good evening, sir. Okay, uh, after for David, me. Akobi will speak. But Akobi, you're a bit low. You need to speak into your mic. But David first, then oh. Akobi. Yeah. Okay. David, right. For me, I just, I just want to add to what Femi has said. Uh, there are times when we... In an attempt to try to explain whatever God has done, we, we just have more, more questions. So this is what I wanted to say. It's possible that at that time, there was a fish that had the ability to do that. Probably that was just the purpose God created it for. And after it did whatever it was uh, created for, God saw the need to just remove it. Just like the case of um, Noah. The Bible said there was flood on the whole head. Mm. and um, everything was swept away. So the question is, all the things that were swept away, where did the water sweep them to? Mm. Is it that God has a reservoir where he went to keep all those things? So these are things that, and if we look at the case of Elisha and the sons of the prophets, a, how can a wood, a stick, make the axe head to float? So these are things that if we attempt to, of course, probably they are visible answers anyway, but in my opinion, perhaps, um, God could have expanded the truth of the whale or he could have created a different fish that after the fulfillment of his purpose, because God sees even before his omniscient, he sees what, what has not happened. So probably the fish in question has served this purpose and was gone, just like the Bible just suddenly mentioned Melchizedek mm. and several questions about his origin and a couple of things. So that's uh, what I think. Okay. Thank you very much. Lovely one. Akobi, go ahead. Hello, good evening. Good evening. Oh, um, Whales, from many postulations, many suggestions that their, their throat is very, very narrow, we have a particular whale that mm. can swallow human being, which is mm. called sperm whales. Mm. Others that have a, a, let me say, a little narrow. bit larger, like unpack um, um, whale, mm. has been able to, the human being can, get stuck in the mouth, but will not enter. Mm. But the only way that can actually swallow human being technically 
is the sperm way. So as they have said, we, maybe that's the kind of way that swallowed Jonah. Then miracle do happens. Since Jesus said that it is a very possible for a horse to pass through the needle. So anything, anything can happen. Okay. Thank you very much. Any other person, uh, or should I just wrap up? Okay, thank you. Lovely, lovely contributions. I'm so happy. Uh, okay, 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 okay. Let's, because I, go on YouTube, uh, because of time, I, I won't want to share my screen again. But go on YouTube. There are people that survived being swallowed by a whale. Go on YouTube, you see their videos. Uh, there's even one that happened in 1926. So I think that's a very, but let's, let's, let's do our research on that. Then secondly, we have not, we have only explored one third of the sea of the sea world. We've not explored the whole of the sea world. Only one third. With our science, three almost three thousand years after Noah, we have not finished exploring more than one third of the water bodies. The water, when I talk about water bodies, I'm not talking about River Niger and River Benue or the river in Lokoja that is overflowing the bridge and we are crying. I'm talking about the real oceans. Go, go, go. There was, a, what year was that? I think about five, seven years ago that a plane disappeared over the Pacific Ocean. And they were like, there's no, they can't, they searched and searched just to fulfill all righteousness. But I think CNN say, said, this small portion on our screen of ocean, is almost as big as the United States. So they can't search everywhere. There are some places, there are some uh, parts on the ocean that have never been charted. There are some places that if your ship can just go, you can drift on that place for the next one year. No human being, no ship will come near you. That is with our navigation system, with our satellite system, with our diving and everything system. We don't even know more than one third of the sea life. So we cannot say for sure hmm. what happened to Noah, I mean to Jonah. We cannot say this is the particular species or this is the particular fish that swallowed him. Because we are still learning. Secondly, the God who shut the mouth of lions can open the mouth of a catfish. <laughs> because scientifically, <laughs> when you put a human being beside a lion, what is going to happen is that the lion, will, logically, the lion will hit the human being. So that you, should, you will know that those lions were not, they are not bastards. They are, they are their father's children. When the other people were put the following day, <laughs> you know that we just that there was an order yesterday. Don't <laughs> say, oh, 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 all right at all, like they showed. <laughs> so if God can defy logic and and shut the mouth of lions. He can open the mouth of a catfish, of a jashawa, a jakote, to swallow a human being, if that is what he wants to use. So, scientifically, it is possible. 
scientifically, we don't know. We've not even explored sea world to the extent that we say we know everything in the in the water. So there are loads of possibilities that could happen. Uh, so that's that'll be my my own uh, thoughts towards that. But thank you everybody for your amazing insights. I hope we've learned one or two things. Let's just wrap up so that we can take questions and other contributions. Okay. Um, what does the attitude of the Ninevites to the message from the Lord teach us about writing anybody off before they hear the gospel? I mean, let's just have one or two contributions. What does their attitude teach us? We were saying, I mean, anybody, especially all these runs, girls, small girl, big God, and you feel that eh, these, these ones cannot be saved again. These ones are, don't write anybody off. In fact, the, 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 the attitude of these guys just show that, go, and we are not the ones that convert. Because if it is our efforts that convert, Jonah didn't want, Jonah was just going to fulfill all righteousness that God, it's just because, eh, not careful, God, I just want to, just want to do, he was just doing it reluctantly. And his reluctant preaching caused a national revival. Ha! A preaching that didn't expect, he, he was praying that they will not repent, yet caused a national revival. That shows that it is not us. It is not our, as it called, it's not our efforts. It's not our efforts at all that gets people saved. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Okay, so and then we're asked to compare the attitude of the prodigal son, the brother of the prodigal son, to the attitude of Jonah, to the repentant and revived Ninevites. How can we avoid this mistake? The brother who stayed at home was angry that his father was welcoming the lost sheep. Are we not angry? Pastor, he welcomed the person that was back, that has bastarded. Pastor, you need to discipline him. From my fathers, uh, I, I learned a lot from my fathers. I'm like, yeah, well, uh, uh, in, in English, it means that person offend God, you the vex. Are you the one that he offended? <laughs> and you are, ah, no, pastor ought to have done it like this. Pastor ought to have done it like that. We are, we are vexing on behalf of God. So how can we avoid this as Christians? The attitude of the brother of the prodigal son, the attitude of Jonah when he saw that Nineveh repented. How can we avoid this? Over to you. Pastor Dara Simi is, is on the call. Thank you very much for joining us, man of God. So let's have, let's have uh, our contributions. Who is starting? Okay, let me call someone. Okay. I wanted to call Sam, but he, he wrote something. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yes, we can never fight for God. Yes, we should know that. We can never fight for God. We should know. Uh, thank you very much for that. Yes, any other contribution? How can we avoid being like Jonah when we see sinners being saved? And that's, is that not, is that not just religion? Is that not church? In quotes, 
That's what the church is like now, religion. We are angry at, we want just some of us that should be the ones to be saved. How many people, especially uh, uh, celebrities or musicians that, that tried to tell the church that they've, saved, they've been saved, the church will criticize them till they go back to the world. It's like we are angry at souls coming to, to Christ. I don't like, have we, have, we, have, we, have, we, have we noticed it? If any musician or, or worldly person, yeah, uh, Sam, you have the floor. Okay, sir. I was my boss. That's why I couldn't give an order the other time. Okay. okay, but what really happened is, I don't know what we finally we used to we used to leave commit to say because no matter the position of the authority or the representative of the church, no matter how it goes, sometimes doesn't or sometimes not pleasant with us, but we just have to like abide by, and that is that is where we fulfill the impact, the path of being obedient to God and to the authorities of the church. But when we begin to react, we are already committing a sin of disobedience. We are already committing a sin of mutiny. There's something we call mutiny, which means you're already plotting against God. So while we, we want to fight for God, you're already committing a sin. So I don't it's just something clear that we can never fight for God, no matter how much you try to vindicate yourself, no matter how wrong the authorities may be. When you okay. try to make corrections for them, or you try to like show emotions, whatever they have done, you've already, you've already committed the same. Okay, thank you very but much. I just, I won't be concerning it. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, Femi, you have the floor. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to make a snap here. Can you hear me? Yes, go ahead. Yeah, I think um, we need to pray to God for alignment. We need to be aligned with the Lord on the, on the perspective that takes in same situations. Now, I, I, I thank God for what you said when you mentioned something about how we take celebrity, how we relate to celebrities that are trying to maybe find their way back. No, that, that, that is even a very confused one. Let's look at the body of Christ itself. There is segregation between some church members. People believe that some churches are not born again. Yes. Some are born again. Imagine, there is rivalry. There is rivalry between the body of Christ itself. Like, this one, they, know they, they are not bona fide children of God. Mm -hmm. This one, they are... It's only our church that is going to heaven. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. So, why is that situation already? We lack alignment. There is lack of alignment in the body of Christ itself. The body of Christ itself is fighting itself. We are not aligned. Now, let's now imagine seeing a, 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 maybe a once, once a local person coming to the church, mm. not wearing, not covering her hair. From the God, that the person will go back. That the Kumuyi said something recently. I'm sorry to mention this now. He said, see, when people, you guys are saved. When you see people coming through the gates and you are saying he's not dressed like us, you mentioned it directly like it's not just like us, not, you are sending them back. So look at all these situations. You have to just pray for alignment, ability to see as the Lord says. And I pray the Lord. Amen. Thank you very much.
Uh, let's just go to conclusion. If you have questions, type it out on Facebook uh, and you can unmute yourself on Zoom if you have questions. Although Jonah grudgingly obeyed God's requirement for him, his ministry really proved to be a failure in the end. Nineveh still fell woefully. He made no attempt to follow up his proclamations with teachings about truth and living God. There was neither discipleship nor follow-up included in his ministry. As a result of the revival in Nineveh, as a result, the revival in Nineveh did not continue. It was these same people who later captured exile and devastated Israel. Had Jonah really been faithful to these prestigious people properly, perhaps this disaster could have been averted. Our obedience to God's instruction and its reward will not only affect us positively, but also those around us. So, yes, uh, even though, like I said at the beginning, it's been prophesied that Nineveh will be destroyed, so, um, and they were eventually destroyed. However, when we preach, and we and there's revival, we need to go back and do follow-up. One of my brothers um, is a missionary. Um, he shared with me about five, six years ago, uh, there's a particular town, the Lord moved, they go to villages to, to, for missions. The Lord moved so powerfully in that town and they left the place. They went back after about a year or two they were surprised that everybody, almost everybody that gave their life to Christ were back to the Abalista house, they're back to this. So after outreaches, mission fields, follow-up is very, very important. So when we preach, when we minister to people, when the Lord Jesus to minister to people, let's do follow-up. God will help us in Jesus' name. Do we have any question or contribution before we take prayers? Hello, good evening. Good evening. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I have a very funny question, and it's okay. very straightforward. Okay. Uh, why will the book of Jonah end with question mark? Yeah. That's the question. Okay. Uh, well, you know, the book is a is a literal. I mean, is a narrative. It's not a it's not a, a series of prophecy. You get my point. It was narrating what was happening now. God and Jonah was speaking. So God just asked him, you think say people wait there, they will not savvy anything. So it was just, uh, I think, a response, I mean, a, a call and response between Jonah and God. And Jonah didn't have an answer to what God asked him. In fact, uh, Job, when God, <laughs> when God saw Job down, started asking him questions, hey, Job, yeah, brosy, sorry, sir. <laughs> <laughs> So I think that was it. Nothing, nothing significant or nothing special about that. Thank you for your question. Any other question? Okay. Thank you, everybody, for joining. Uh, let's have Pastor Darasimi please close the meeting for us with a word of prayers. Good evening, everyone. Thank you for the honor, sir. Yes, sir. I am greatly blessed tonight. I wish um, our service time doesn't is not on Wednesday. I would have loved to keep joining. <laughs> I was able to join today because we're having youth convention and services oh, are not holding our parishes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let us pray. 
Jesus, we thank you for this beautiful time to fellowship together and to learn. Thank you for what you have taught us. It has been a very insightful meeting. Thank you for your virtue that you have used to bring us together and to teach us this word. Thank you for the lessons that we have learned. Lord, be exalted in the name of Jesus. Amen. We pray that every lesson learned today, we will put them into use. We will not judge anybody. We know that you already have the end in mind. We know that you are able to save without our efforts. And every opportunity to use us is actually an opportunity. We know that you are able to forgive anyone. We know that you can cause revival without our own major work. We know that you can do everything according to your plan. Help us to put this even in mind and to use in Jesus' name. Help us not to hold prisoners, those that you have also set free. Help us not to judge those that you have released and free from judgment. Help us to also be acceptable in your sight in everything that we think or do. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. 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 God bless you. Thank you very much. If you're in Abuja, we have Amen. our team uh, 8 o'clock Saturday mornings, then our Sunday service 8 o'clock on Saturday um, Sunday morning as well. God bless you. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening ahead. Yeah, bye. Bye. God bless you too. Good night, sir. Good night, sir. Good night.